Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm going back to where the beach is near. The beer is to you. There's plenty of other women on the crack. Walking around the middle of the second. The whistle is gone. And smoke over his arms. your back. By the riverside, well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Back in the room, 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 which will bring you a different view of various sports around Sligo and further afield over the next couple of weeks as we settle into yet another lockdown. Uh, I'm Adrian Parton. I'll hold you with you over the next few winter months and hopefully further afield. I'm joined by joined by two Sligo sporting aficionados, Ross O'Boyle. Ross is going to be our rugby correspondent over the next few months and plenty more. Ross, you're very welcome. And Ronan Moriarty, current chairman of Cardiff United Phoenix FC. Ronan's going to take up our junior soccer, Sligo Rovers side of things. Uh, he says there's going to be a bit of golf, horse racing, and anything else. I think he yeah, was a bit of badminton. I maybe. think yeah, an uh, <laughs> excellent cross champion. Well, you as well, lads. It's great to have you here, uh, finally, and exciting. Happy to be here. Yeah, delighted to be here. Now, good to get the show running. I've been here for a couple of hours, so hopefully <laughs> we're over our, our gremlins and uh, we're ready to get into this. Yeah, we've had a couple of teething problems, but I'm excited. Uh, looking forward to what we can do over the next couple of months. Uh, hopefully, have a few special guests maybe along the way. And sure, I'm sure between the three of us, we can knock out a few local stories anyway. <laughs> yeah, teething problems is one word for it. Um, <laughs> when I get agitated, I kind of scratch at myself and I was doing a bit there. <laughs> we had sound problems. We're here since around 10 to 7. It's now 5 to 9. <laughs> and this is hopefully the last recording. Uh, big shout out. Better give quickly uh, everyone on Twitter who follow us at the Sligo Pod, but especially follower number 177. Who is he, lads? Mr. Pat Hayes. At Pat Hayes. Seven six seven two two oh five four. He was number one seven seven, but unlucky, it's number follower number three three six. Will get our Sligo podcast mug. So hard luck, Pat. But thanks for following. Thanks to Tansy for producing these uh, Sligo podcast mugs. Plenty and more merchandise to come along the way. 
Yeah, good man, Aaron's putting the hand up already now to get these mugs sorted out, so I'm sure that they are going to be in everybody's Christmas wish list for uh, Christmas. Yeah, and I want, you know those tank cards they have in the Rover's Return? I want a few of them made up as well. Um, Post-haste, as they say. <laughs> Lads, a better um, <laughs> news broke today <laughs> as we were we were getting ready, doing our, our set list. What do you call a set list? Running order for tonight's show. And uh, COVID struck Sligo G. I think it was... I think it was over the weekend, but it broke today. Seven players out with COVID and two close contacts. Uh, not good news ahead of the Connacht final on Saturday evening. Saturday, Saturday afternoon, quarter past one. A tough, a tough task just got tougher, it would appear. Yeah, look, I mean, it was just always going to be hard for Sligo anyway. Um, obviously, it's Tuesday night, so we don't know what's going to happen as the week goes on with this game, but uh, it's going to be tough. They had a tough task going down to, down to Salt Hill anyway. Um, now they've got... With the, with the, it's, it's, you know... It's such an unprecedented situation. We don't really know with COVID what's going to happen, whether the game will go ahead or not, but it really is going to be a tough task for them now. Yeah, uh, we might talk more in depth about it in a while, although I think uh, many plans to talk about it are going out the window a bit. Um, we hope to hear from Niall Murphy later on, ex-Lyo captain, but that'll be more so uh, along the other side of things in the championship in general than Sligo. But um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> I said it was a tough test against one day All-Ireland. Well, they were favourites contenders, Galway. Um, I can't see Sligo feeding the team, which were seven players out, and then never mind close contacts. How can you field? Yeah, it'd be awful. Like, I mean, I suppose they could probably look at maybe under-20s or something like that, but it'd be awful harsh to send a team of young lads down to the bear pit of Salt Hill against a team like Galway. I mean... It was a bear pit a few days. <laughs> now we went down there around 2006. Remember there was a game called off? Sorry, on a tangent here. <laughs> we got a bus down. We went down the Friday, uh, Saturday night. Or the fr- oh, remember right after Monster. Monster success, one with the bus down, Feed O'Donnell down. We tried to get to Limerick, but we, we, tried, we only got as far, as, far as Galway. Galway yeah, and, um, but the next morning, the game was called off at rain. The minor game was played, I think, 2006. Abandoned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, wild scenes. That was wild down, yeah, sure. You know, so I'll tell you, though, even on a good day, I've been down there in 25 degrees and there's still a gale blowing, blowing into that into that town direction. Well, so there, was, there was an hour spent with Pat Conway in the police station in Sligo, or the guard station in Sligo on the way home that time. That's all I'd say with that. But we'll get back to the Gaelic in a while. Um, just to introduce the lads. <laughs> uh, Ross, you're going to be a rugby man. Uh, current member of the management team, Ross. Yeah, um, current member of the management team. Still trying to play a little bit, but hoping to hang up the boots. Uh, kind of like a mangy old dog needs to be put down at this stage, but um, I'm close to the vet now. The boots are nearly gone. You played for a while in Australia, Ross, didn't you? Yeah, I was over, lived in Australia for about six, six, seven years. Played a couple of seasons, but uh, well, not a couple of seasons. Played, played quite a bit of rugby with Powerhouse Rugby Club there in um, St Kilda. Um, Melbourne, is it? Melbourne, yeah. Some good experiences there. Played a season or two in and New Zealand as well. We've got here. You had trials with Melbourne. <laughs> no, sorry. You were on trial at Melbourne. Yes, correct, Adrian. Right. Although nothing came from that and uh, records are still perfect. Thank you, Ross. A quick, a brief introduction there to Ross. We'll hear more about Ross, about Ross and the rugby later. He's giving us an update on post-pre-COVID everything and what the future holds for the club. Murty, Ronan Mayarty, chairman, character night of Phoenix Club. I call him the Phoenix because you've risen from the ashes again. We um, have. Are back. you the same club? Are you Glasgow Rangers? No, no, we're Catherine Knight <laughs> are the same club. Right, the right, all honours yeah. are still bestowed on all, you. Um, all debts were paid. <laughs> was there many? Uh, there was a couple Foy, at the time, actually. Foy's yeah. and the other two. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to take up junior soccer. Big interest in junior soccer myself, to be honest. I love it. I love a Sunday morning for some reason. Yeah, look, I some think... Some of the shouts that go around. Yeah, I'm a bit biased, but like I think the entertainment you get from a junior soccer game, especially, in, well, again, I don't want to be biased, but if you had a, a good game between two Sligo Town teams, uh, 
you get into it for free. The standard of football usually is actually quite high. And you'll always end up having a good laugh at some of the shouts that are there anyway. So, again, I'd be biased, but I think it's one of the best sporting things you could do on a Sunday morning. I would, yeah. Especially, especially if you don't go out to Saturday night. You feel, you feel great about yourself waking up Sunday morning. That is one plus of football being back in my life is that Sunday mornings are a lot better. Now, Monday mornings aren't so good. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> we might dive into that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for after 12 o'clock when it gets a little blue. But, um, no, but you know, we'll be out here by 12. Yeah. But you know, you get up on a Sunday morning, you go into the match, and then you get a coffee <laughs> because you look pretty cool, you think to yourself. Who are you kidding? <laughs> to watch the match, <laughs> half eleven, you could be, you could be down in the pub at one o'clock then. <laughs> the whole Saturday night off is ruined. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, that's, like, look, you know, junior football since, it's a few years since myself and yourself were uh, down in the boots, but, uh, like, you have to have a social element to it too now. It's not all about drinking. I mean, we have a good couple of lads on our team that won't even take a drink, but they're happy enough to come down on a Sunday afternoon and watch the football. Oh, Jesus, um, yeah. We have a couple of great sponsors, you know, yourself, the Quinns there and the Kennedys and Belfry. Um, like you know, it's again, it, it gives it gives something to do on a Sunday afternoon as well as the morning. You know, I'll tell you. Um, I noticed, like you know, it's the usual regulars who go probably to every game. If it's around the town on a Sunday, it might be a game at eleven and a game at two. But I noticed after the COVID, there was big crowds in nearly every, every game. Like yeah, the, the crowds. I actually couldn't get over the crowds at some of the games. Like um, there's been a good bit of promotion now. In fairness, uh, Decky Pascal has set up a, a Twitter account and. Most clubs have kind of bought into that now and they're updating um, goals as they go in. Uh, Jessica Ferry had a great preview in the uh, Psycho Champion at the start of the year. Um, it, it's been a good few years since, I think there was three pages dedicated to the start of the new season um, with, a, with a full preview and um, in-goings and out-goings of each club. So I, I think, like especially as you say, post-COVID, I, I think people wanted something to do. Did, yeah, uh, did you find, sorry to jump in there, did you find a bit of like a, a bit of a boom effect that a lot of players... COVID bounce. Played, yeah, a bit of a COVID bounce. Like all the codes had players coming back Everything. hadn't played in a while. Actually, we had 40 training. Yeah, something the fellas that you couldn't get COVID training yeah. were just itching to get out of the house and do something. So yeah. it was one, one small positive, I suppose, was the was the interest. People, everyone was just itching to get back to follow their teams or else to play for their teams. Yeah, I mean, the first um, the first lift in the restrictions, I think, were mid-June. And that was, when, I think you were allowed to have 15 a training at the time. And we would always have the max of 15 a training. Uh, then from the start of July, I mean, you could have, I think up, the numbers were up to, I think, 30 at that stage. But, like, we'd have a squad of about maybe 21, 22, I'd say. And, like, we were full of training. Um, big bounce, you know, people had spent three or four months really without having any physical activity. Again, the knock-on from that as well is that you, the lads were interested. I think the standard of matches now, there was quite a lot number of matches in a row. But um, I think the standard of matches was quite good. And as you were saying, Adrian, the crowds, uh, I couldn't get over some of the crowds. I mean... We played Carby on a Wednesday night in a cup semi-final. That was a cracker now. Yeah, a cracker of a game. But, I mean, it was a horrible night. Um, I was I, just going to say it was a warm evening, wasn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, what game was I at? I had a text, uh, I had a text earlier in the day uh, asking that I have any tickets available. Uh, I had a wee chuckle to myself. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of, you know, I actually thought, well, look, it's Wednesday night. There's two good teams playing. There's nothing else on. No. And lo and behold, there, there was very close to 200 there by the time the game was ending. Anyway, that's for sure. Definitely, that's the game. That's the game went extra time, wasn't it? Extra time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a cracker, yeah. Um, you got to bounce well from Robbie Ross, didn't you? Your yeah, numbers we did, wise. No, we, I said our training numbers are fantastic. Uh, and then you just find when you have more numbers of training, like there's so much more you can do and get you some quality work. But um, I think it kind of it was like nearly coming out of a cocoon. Everyone was just delighted to see each other and be around each other and really positive attitudes from everybody. Um, so we were delighted, we were, we were doing good things, and we're just really. Just unfortunate now to get the brakes put on a little bit, but you know we'll just plan now and we'll 
try and get back into it again in January. Yeah, we'll focus on that later on, as you said. Um, bit to get through yet. Well, there's only 10 minutes gone, so I hope there's a bit more to get through. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Marty, as I said, with junior soccer, we'll focus on you for a few minutes. And Ross, feel free to join in. Um, Rovers, preview this weekend. Yeah. And a look back. Well, I suppose I suppose I look back first on what's been since lockdown, because the season didn't start too well. No, um, I suppose we faced into lockdown. Uh, sorry, when we were coming out of lockdown, um, I think every supporter's ambition was just that we wouldn't be relegated. Uh, be that be the automatic place, was, was just avo- by avoiding finishing last and probably f- not finishing ninth out as well to avoid the playoff, which we managed to do. Uh, we had a terrible start to the season. Uh, we had a lot of injuries now at the start of the year. Towards, I think I counted there was probably five defenders out for them first four games. Uh, you know, like John Mann suffered a terrible injury in preseason. Uh, Banks was missing. Um, McFadden was missing at the start of the year. Regan Donlan had issues. And I think... You know, it, it's, it, it was definitely, I, I thought that that was probably what was causing us problems at the start of the year. Now, we've come out since, and we've had a, a decent bounce since since um, since coming out of lockdown. There's been a couple of bad results thrown in there, but at the end of the day, we're going into the last game of the season with, I suppose, an outside chance of, of qualifying for Europe, which is which would be huge for the club. Yeah. Um, the Air Come League has bounced back. Like There was a lot of fear at the start. Electricity. With the... Uh, with the um, the finances with the lack of crowds and how they're going to go they had to get a support from the FAI um, how is that situation now? Yeah well I, I'd imagine clubs are I think they're still struggling I know there was a bailout package I, I, I'm not sure exactly like I mean it's hard I suppose with anything um, to plan ahead I, I don't know how they're going to plan a budget for next year um, but they have John Mann and Niall Moran re-signed already which would be two of the best players and two obviously two young talents Um but I, I'm not sure how it's going to work, Ross. I, I assume if, if we're looking at going into next February with no crowds, uh, there will have to be another sort of package again in order, whether that be some sort of wage subsidy or some sort of bailout. But um, I suppose Rovers probably are a bit unique in the sense that, you know, the amount of money they can actually raise through fundraising. But I suppose that can only get you so far, which is kind of why Sunday, if it actually went in our favour, just to maybe like the European money is just Massive. insane. Yeah, I was sure that Europa League 2 was coming this year. It's it's from next year, yeah. But how how is there still only four places? So if if it's if it's uh, because I, it's it, the, the lower qualifier, I think. The, it, so so you, you've three, you've so third place league won't be going to Europa League. So it would be it would be two, two, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. I'm going to football manager here kind <laughs> of it, but um, Europa League two is from next year. So like it's it's Europa League two. <laughs> it's like Division two for the it's a low it's a lower down from Europa League. So. It's not make it harder for... It's actually going to make it harder for Irish teams to qualify to actually Europa League, like Dundalk have. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, Dundalk actually... There's a huge advantage to being champions because you go through a champions Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So that. Dundalk, like... Dundalk, you know, ended up in the playoff round playing a Faroese team. Yeah. You know, I mean, like... Very nice, it, An absolute, yeah. Good news <laughs> to Faroese if I don't want to say so. Um, but no, um, like, again, like, the, the money the money is still quite good for qualifying for EL2. It's still going to make a huge difference to a bu- for the well, budget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for a, a team, a, a team of Rovers ilk. Um, but it's again, like it, it, the start of our success in the early start of the the last decade in the 2010s. Uh, it all emanated from we 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 fluked our way into Europe in 2008. <laughs> uh, Cork went bust, Derry went bust. Smear that night. 
That was great. That was a great the t-shirts class. and all, wasn't it? <laughs> European trip t-shirts, yeah. It was, good. it was a good two days out of that, but that, that might be for another podcast. There's uh, plenty of good two or three days of over sessions in the last few years. But no, it's just, it, that qualifying for Europe that time, the year after we qualified for the cup final against Fingal, the one we lost, uh, <coughs> I've tried to kind of wipe that from my memory. Jeez, it was a wet day. Yeah, horrible day. Uh, but that was the start of the success. Then 2010, we obviously, we won the double, the two cups, the League Cup and the FAI Cup. And it just, it, it went on from there. Yeah, uh, we'll get to, uh, I went off there, but the Europe, I wanted to come to that later, Europe. Um, something I noticed when the, the, it, it restarted again now. We're going to reference a Twitter a lot, I think, are we, yeah, during these uh, podcasts? So, yeah. It's a good time to get off Twitter, I have to. It's an encyclopedia. But, uh, some great ca- it is an encyclopedia, you can find anything on it, it's great. Uh, it's great for the town too. Whether it's true or not now might be the next thing to What? Whether it's true or not, the content on Twitter. Well, look, I just... Twitter wasn't its pomp around taxi gate. That's a big. That's a big regret of mine. Facebook was there, but Twitter was there. You've been outrageous stuff. But anyway, so go back to that in future podcast. It'll be a taxi gate special <laughs> with Jason yeah. McGinnis, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> finally put it to bed. Yeah. Shaking his fist. <laughs> um, but um, so season started. Shit. Yeah. Zero points. Lock, lockdown came. Yeah. Um, started against Derry. First game back. First game back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looked fantastic, and it actually kind of probably set the tone for the way we played after last. Yeah, you know? and then and then played okay, played well, picked played up points, well, picked up points. Yeah. Suddenly could see shortened season, could see Europe. Then when it was a bad game, I know, and this is like Twitter, like the shell game especially. Now I didn't say I, I remember I texting you. I go, I didn't see the game. Was it that bad? Yeah, you it, said it was, but it was, it was, just the reaction to it was I thought it was crazy. Just it was I, not like it was supposed to be desperate. Now yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was as poor performance as I've seen. Well, I've right. seen definitely this year from Rovers, and it was probably as poor performance as I've seen from Rovers in a while. I was wondering was an overreaction because I'm uh, doing so well to get into a European. Yeah, maybe it's just people just want success so much. Is it that yeah, I, when I, we have it in a grasp to throw it away? Yeah, look, people are like you know people are fully entitled to their opinions on like. <sighs> I thought it was a bit Jeez, of an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a bit of an overreaction myself, considering how we've done. Like, you have to remember where we come from post lockdown. Well, that's all, yeah, but that's that's yeah, that's what I think. Now they were poor, I, I, and don't get me wrong. Like we're in this. I, I I remember saying to a couple of the lads as we were coming out of lockdown, the twenty five or twenty six points will get you Europe. Uh, it looks like somewhere around that will probably do. Wrong there, yeah. But like, you have to remember where we were coming from from there. Like we're, we're in this. It, it's hard to believe if you told me in June, in the middle of June, that in the last game of the season, that we would have a chance of qualifying for Europe, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd bite someone's hand off for it. It's yeah, well, that's, yeah, that was, that's, that's what was my point nearly yeah. when I seen the reaction to the Shells game. Now, it was particularly bad, and, and, like, you're looking at it now, like, we're four points behind Dundalk in third, we're two points behind Waterford in fourth, and, like, there is games like that Shelburne game, Waterford away, uh, when we got beat 3-0 by Cork away, like, but if you look at that, like, if you take it out of it, you know, like the majority of performances since lockdown have been good. Yeah. Uh, I feel, you know, the signing of Junior was obviously, he's been kind of in and out of games, but I, oh, on the main, I think, you know, it was a big signing for us. I think he's, he's had a good impact. Shock signing. Yeah, a big, yeah, shock signing at the time. But, you know, like, we have to make sure, like, you have to make sure you stay in the Premier Division. You know, it's, oh, you 100%. Know, like, Jeez, look at Cork City. Are you, Cork City should, should be massive. It's Cork City. They're yeah. a disgrace. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> uh, you know, I had a tweet about it there last week. You probably... Seen it. Uh, I've been, I don't I've been muted, actually. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Since the World Cup of pubs. <laughs> I don't really understand it now, Edo, to be honest. Uh, like, literally, they won the league in 2017. And they'd one year where they, like, they seem to have budgeted for Europe uh, qualification and an average crowd of 4,500 every year or every week at their games. But they probably should get that. Oh, they should get that. It's a huge city. I think the po- I've seen, I think the population of the city is about 150,000. <laughs> like, Jesus uh, Christ. You know, like, I mean, 
and, and, and that's, you know, there's, there's further afield in the city as yeah. well. Are they on the verge of a buyout as well? Well, they've sold, yeah. Preston North End, yeah. the owners well, of no, he, North Well, no, didn't he bail them out last year a bit? Yeah, but, well, I'm just saying that the supporters group have agreed to... to yeah, I know, yeah, no, they're literally, I think, I, I'm going to say it straight up here, I think they've sold their souls. Like, I don't understand how you've won bad season. Like, their, their, their financial problems, uh, that was talked about at the start of the season, so... It's not something that was, you know, due to COVID. Correct if I'm wrong now, but is it their supporters base, they, kind of, they run the club. They're one of the only the, clubs yeah, in the Ireland so, that yeah, their supporter so, base runs. Yeah, they, when they went, they went kaput back in, it uh, must be 2008, 2009 now. And in fairness, the supporters came in and did the right thing. Uh, they, took, they took the club over. Uh, maybe it all happened too quickly for them. I, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. But I don't understand how you can be, for three, four years in a row, they're getting the cup finals. But finance. you went kaput that time over on the back of success as well. Uh, on the back of success. <laughs> I'd probably give them a pass the last time, given that it was actually a private owner the last yeah, time. Yeah. But this is, this is I, I can't understand how you can go from winning leagues, winning cups, competing for leagues, competing for cups, one season where your your average gate drops and you don't have European money, and all of a sudden we can't run this club anymore. I mean, yeah. what what like what what is that? No, yeah, I, they're, no, yeah, that's a pure Sligo thing. No, <laughs> no, yeah, but um, Preston okay. will be happy with that. Uh, they've had some success in signing League of Ireland players for the last. Well, couple they signed years. they signed from Cork last. Sean McGuire did Brown Brown as well. He's Cork. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they signed directly from from him, but uh, look, they've sold a few players. I think Cork actually for. Oh, I don't care about Cork to be honest, lads. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the thing as well. Sorry, we got sidetracked. We did no, but it's the thing. I suppose you said to stay in the league, and that was the Rovers' big thing. Like Finn Harps. Back to the league table and quarter from Europe, right? The top three are going to Europe automatically. Yeah. And but then, they've been all separated in the cup, can you semi draw ish? Yeah. So basically, that so means, fourth is could be a league position. Yeah. Once one of the top three wins the cup, uh, that would mean the fourth is a league position. Now, so. basically, we're fifth, two behind Waterford. Yeah. If, uh, we, can, oh, if we can leapfrog them, yeah, Waterford, think we're getting Europe. Yeah. Waterford are away at Finn Harps. Who have to win. Who have to win to avoid the relegation playoff. Um, Dundalk not winning uh, against Pats on Sunday. They only drew one all with them. Uh, that could be a big thing. They have, yeah. Dundalk need a point as well against us at least. Yeah, they need to guarantee third. Now, the only thing is, in themselves, they probably know that they're guaranteed fourth, but like, they will need they will need a, a point to finish ahead of Waterford. Um, Dundalk are in Vienna on Thursday, aren't they? They're in Vienna on yeah, Thursday, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you would have expected if they'd won the game on Sunday that they would have fielded a weakened yeah. team. But look, you know, they had a full team out today. We played them, we beat them 3 1 in the showground. Oh, so. yeah, there's no problem. Yeah, I wouldn't. That, know, that, just, that's uh, things, look, but, um, it, it's an outside shot. Um, I think Harps will take a point off. How is our goal? Oh, yeah, goal difference. Yeah, our yeah, goal difference isn't good either, unless we turn, unless we score a couple of goals. If we put a couple of goals on the dock, but I suppose you probably are relying on Finn Harps to win. Oh, well, look, yeah. to have to win. It's in Finn Park, so it's in Bally Buffet. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Did you see, that. actually, speaking of Shelburne, uh, who Finnair said the leaf frog? Did you see the at Low and Shelburne Cup highlights? Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. definitely a crowd that game. Yeah, it, it sounded like there was a lot of people there. <laughs> it definitely there. was. <laughs> like, the, the, the cheers and all the stuff going on. 100% crowd that game. I, so, Sunday, isn't it? Uh, Sunday, Sunday yeah. evening, yeah, Sunday evening. Are all the games the same time? I presume All so. the games are the same time Sunday. Now, well, that'll be a LOI, watch LOI special. There so. is. There's a couple now, like um, St. Pat's have to play Shams and Bows. So Pat's have a game in hand on us. Now, they could actually leapfrog us as well. They have six points available there. Uh, Derry could also leap progress. None of these teams have looked like winning two games on the bounce. Two games on the bounce this year has been a, you know, it's been actually a rare enough achievement for these teams in the middle of the league. Um, but I suppose you probably have to just keep an eye on that. Uh, the Derry Shams game was postponed because of COVID uh, a week ago. Um, nobody seems to know what's going to happen with it. I think what the FAI are probably hoping for is that Derry can't get relegated or can't qualify for Europe, so that it just does not have to be played. 
Um, it's a Super Sunday, so... It's a, it will be a Super Sunday, yeah, and it's half seven in the evening. Um, yeah, look, again, you know, I, I'd be hopeful, you know. Yeah. We, we've two chances. We, we also have the couple. We could qualify through the couple as well, you know. Yeah. Look, we'll get more in-depth with Rovers over the next few weeks, and we'll have a wee review next week off. I suppose where you finished up after an 18-game 18 18 season... Yeah, I suppose um, just the one thing I would like to say too about, you know, the annual draw is ongoing for Rovers. Oh yeah, uh, 100%. It's a huge fundraiser for the club. Um, obviously this year the club can't go door to door, but um, I think just for, you know, 10 or 20 euro around Christmas, it can be a stocking filler for someone. Um, I, I Like that's going to be a huge fundraiser going into next year for Rovers, you know. Yeah, I got to mention the, the Bit of Red Supporter Trust uh, podcast as well. The boys doing serious work there yeah, as well. So and do serious, not just the podcast, everything. They do. Yeah, oh, yeah, huge. They're huge for the club. The lads... Um, I, I know a couple of them personally. They're 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 amazing what they do for they've yeah, such was it over a hundred thousand raised in their fundraiser. Yeah, the in, the, in the summer oh, fundraiser. How much over the years? Yeah. It's crazy stuff. You know, they even have the clubhouse built there, sugar and everything. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's just a, you know, I think it started off basically by a group of lads that stood together to you know at the showgrounds yeah. and the amount of money they've raised over the years is phenomenal. You should make the, the clubhouse into a nightclub type thing when it all goes up. Benny Dyden on the doors and the boys from Tops on the doors. Like, <laughs> socks over the shoes trying to get in. Now, lads, um, yeah, Marty, as I said, we'll come back with Rovers during the week and hopefully when junior soccer is back up again, we'll get more in depth with who's going to win the league. Uh, I'm not, no, I'm not actually quite right now. I know who everyone will say. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Okay, welcome to the correspondence email bag part of the podcast. Um, it's a part where we want you to get involved and tweet us, Facebook, text us, email us in. Your favourite Sligo memories, occasions, um, games, performances. Um, it, was, it was something we were thinking of doing and tweeting out during the week when we launched yesterday. But we actually got... Uh, DM on Twitter yesterday looking for us to uh, <laughs> asking our first question is from Will Rogers he says um, great uh, best best wishes with the podcast lads uh, from all here in Drummond Kabul just a question to you and your guests who was your first Sligo sporting heroes so from Will Rogers out in Drummond Kabul um, I put that question to you lads Ronan and Roscoe who were your first Sligo sporting heroes a tough one on the spot now. Um, first Sligo Sporting Hero, I suppose <clears throat> one of my uh, probably my first pretty big Sligo Sporting memory is the year uh, Rovers won the treble, 93-94. They won the First Division, the Shield and the FAI Cup. And um, yeah, probably Johnny Kenny, I probably would, would have been my first Sporting Hero. Uh, absolutely amazing player for Rovers. Uh, direct, powerful, score goals. Um, I think he'd actually probably the modern game would actually probably suit him better at the minute, so it would. Um, but yeah, he probably would have been my first probably sporting hero from Sligo, I would have thought. What a player on bad pitches. Unbelievable, yeah. I, I honestly think that if he was playing nowadays, pace and power on better pitches, he'd be unmarkable. Played against him a few times in the Astro League. <laughs> outrageous. Like, yeah. this, this is only last year, two years ago. Like. I think actually one of his sons is banging in goals for the, one, uh, the under-15 team. Remember Shamrock Gale as well, one of them uh, in, the, in the GA. Johnny wasn't a bad GA player, he played for Sligo. Um, uh, Johnny's a hero, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, just superb. Yeah, class, a nice man too, gentlemen. Ross, I'll go to you. Yeah, tough one on the spot. Um, just been thinking there pretty quickly in the. We're gonna reiterate on the spot. <laughs> yeah, um, on the spot, tough one. Sligo sporting heroes. Sporting heroes. Looking back, I think maybe when I started playing as a young fellow at eighteen, nineteen with the rugby club, there's kind of no standout hero springs to mind, but just 
people that you looked up to that were really, really good to you when you when you first come in. So you'd always appreciate the people that looked out for you. Fellas like uh, Adrian McHale, Peter Mullen, um, Gavin Foley and uh, Trevor Sweeney. Marta, you, you know that man. I don't think we'll call him a hero now because he'll uh, be surprised. absolutely delighted. <laughs> uh, uh, an anti-hero. I'm surprised there's no mention now. I all, like I would watch a lot of rugby there back in the, well, maybe you wouldn't call them the good old days when you were playing junior rugby, but... Uh, there was a young feisty scrum half, uh, Francis Feeney, I think he was called. I would have thought you would have looked up to him. Well, in terms of height, uh, just about. <laughs> uh, Frankie, Frankie's a top man, an absolute character. He was a, a captain for the club, won, a, won, a, won the first junior cups with them after a long barren spell. Yeah, funny, I was actually sent on a picture of him kissing the 2005 junior cup. Uh, I sent, sent that on today, coincidentally. But oh, thank God, because there's another photograph of him with the junior cup now, and uh, it's not Danny North with the Premier with the Interesting <laughs> League type thing, is it? No, no. Um, it's a similar now. Nothing but the, the birthday suit on with the junior cup, uh, a Sligo sporting memory that is, of course. Well, who's who? Who what heroes you look up to? I would give Frankie Feeney the <laughs> hero. <laughs> so, yeah. I reluctant vote to Frankie Feeney. Um, I know who mine is. To be honest, um, Willie up in Drumish Gabool. He put us on the spot there with that DM. <laughs> um, I don't. I was going to say like Paul Taylor was absolutely electric, unbelievable when I was watching Gaelic growing up. Like Johnny Kenny was one of them as well. Who else I love? Um, uh, Park Moore and Eddie Annan the two. Yeah, but I thought we were going for Sligo Sporting Heroes. Yeah, but they were Sligo Rovers. Yeah, that's okay. right. Willie, next time you text in with more detail, please. <laughs> um, believe you're a good age though, Willie. So I don't know how you're on Twitter, but anyways, that's uh, the correspondence this week. Get them in to us next week. Um, all the Usual channels at the Sligo Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and email the Sligo Pod at gmail.com. Is that right? Sligo Podcast gmail.com. Better double check that now. Uh, let me get my old phone out there, lads. You can talk for about 30 seconds. at gmail.com, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Right. But again, we encourage everybody get them in, get the feedback in, get the tweets in. Any questions? Tell us what you'd like us to do, and we'll, uh, we'll do our best. We want to interview. We want to interview, I was chatting a few with um, obscure Rovers, not obscure, that sounds that sounds an insult. Rovers players yeah. of the early, of the late, mid 90s. Mid 90s. We'd really love to go and find people from far away. Now. Wesley Childs is on the radar, and Lee Chu. Yeah, <laughs> they were two. two of my personal favourites there as well now. Yeah. Big Wesley, you'd probably save him for the Christmas special, I suppose. Oh, and hopefully, and Chewbacca <laughs> scored against Nantes in that 3 3 draw, Lee yeah. Chu. <laughs> Capuno, though, what's he up to now? <laughs> Capuno, yeah, that'd be another good one. Um, they were a good team. That league, that team that won Division 1 back in... Oh, five. Was it, oh, five. That was a good crack team, now. There was. There was a lot going on there. There was. Um, <laughs> Sean Connor. <laughs> managing the team. Remember Roscoe? Remember pranking Connor every every away match? And the boys in know and the, the bus, because we used to meet them in Toss, and... Uh, how'd you get on how'd you uh, call special correspondent Gary Clancy yeah, used to ring yeah. him he was a well, how'd you get journalist. on tonight Johnny and it was always in the fucking nil H <laughs> <laughs> it was always on a bad result he'd ring Connor and he'd fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean went on to do a few interesting things after that uh, yeah. arrested down in Africa they were managing a team down there uh, won't he too much because he's a killy bike yeah man uh, is, he, is he managing up in uh, he's managing institute, institute yeah, yeah he was I'm not sure if he's still there or not check in Johnny Connor if you want <laughs> The podcast. Um, right, lads, you. we're going to be back with Roscoe's Rugby Review. Jesus Christ, Sexton, you're not fit to lace O'Gara's boots, boy. Do you hear me? Bring back Ralph Keys. Right, welcome back to the Sligo podcast. This means you part six, is it? Uh, part three, probably, for me at home. Uh, Roscoe, we're going to turn to rugby here. Um, you're a rugby man. How's it all going with the club now? Um, I suppose, how... How... 
Did it, is things with COVID is the main question. <laughs> well, it's the same as every sport at the moment. Um, well, most amateur sport we're, we're off at the moment. Um, we got together in the this year. It's a bit, it's a bit different. Yeah, usually we'd have the Connacht Senior League and Connacht Senior Cup before Christmas, and then you'd go into your AIL um, usually in, around September and play your two rounds out home and away. Um, but this year it's it's, it's different with COVID. Um, the, there's a new Energy a Community Series, um, which is just I suppose it was made to. Um, give teams a competition within the region just to cut down on the travel. Um, so, so this year we were playing, as I suppose, the Connacht Senior League and Cup has merged into this new Energy or Community Series. Um, and then the, the, the people who finish top in that go into a, a Bateman Cup against the winners of the other Energy Series. Um, and also second and third also goes into a new Bateman Shield, which is, which is new this year. So um, we played three games. We uh, had a good start to the season, an away win uh, against Buccaneers. Um, blooded in some new players, and um, that was it was a fantastic win for us. We put up a bit of a score in the end, so I think it was our best um, win against Buccaneers um, to, to date. And actually, I think it was it was probably only the first or second time we've actually beaten them in the um, in in Connacht in a competitive game. Uh, second match played Galwegians, um, probably didn't fire on all cylinders, but we still managed to get a win there. Uh, and then just our last match before COVID, we went up to our, our neighbours up in Ballina, and um, we had a we had a better performance. Um, we got the win there. And we were we were building we were building nicely. We were looking forward to playing Corinthians and um, consolidating our top at the top of the league. Yeah, I was at I counted on two of the games actually, and um, you're complete not complete control. I would say, but he um, won them comfortably. I think. Yeah, but like, I know it's not uh, easy, nice to say. Yeah, you don't want to say it yourself. No, it's, it's, it was early days, and we, we were building nicely. Um, we had a lot to work on, but we knew what we to, we, we had to work on as well. Um, just to touch on kind of a, it's, you know, it was a new squad this year. We had, we had a lot of lot of outs over the over the summer. Um, lost a lot of our players in the in the in the, in the forward pack. Um, Karen Cassidy went to Black Rock. Uh, Rob Holine went back to Ballon Robe. Thomas Gormley went to Old Crescent, and um, Shane Boyle has taken a year out. Um, also, congratulations to Stephen Cairns. He got his first pro contract contract. Um, so once you go full pro, that you're ineligible. Stephen came into the team at the tail end of last year, and it was just fantastic to have him in the squad. His professionalism. What everybody learned from him, so he was massive to have last season. Um, but you know, fortunately for him, unfortunately for us, um, he, he's unavailable as he got a professional contract. And the other player that we got some games out of last year was Dunica Byrne. Um, so Dunica Byrne is in the Connacht Academy this year, and no academy players are allowed to play in the Energy Community Series. Right, um, so really back for the uh, after Christmas? No, supposedly not. Um, you see, they train with the, the professional teams, okay. so they have to be kept in their professional bubbles, and they're, they're not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Dunnock at the moment is playing in the Connacht Sevens team. They just uh, had a, a bit of a, a trial series against the Irish Sevens team. So himself and Stephen were in the squad last week and they're, they're getting some good experience. And, and another man that we're without for the moment, uh, Ryan Feely. Uh, Ryan had a good off-season there with uh, St. Mary's uh, getting to the final. And the thing with the same final, Ross, I'd better stop you there for a second. Uh, thank uh, you, loss, for yeah, that. No <laughs> That's your side of the house, mate. But no, yeah, obviously <laughs> the, he's seen enough to get into the, uh, the inter-county yeah, squad. Yeah, so. made a good impression there, I think, by all accounts. So look, yeah, a lot, a lot of players come out, but you know, things change. We got a, we got some good lads in. A couple of uh, South American lads, um, Pedro Bangalo and uh, Guilherme Cogetto, two two Brazilian internationals, uh, both capped players, which was uh, fantastic for the rugby club to get in. Can I just say? Start with flair, I might add. Can I just say that? <laughs> and can I just say to all our South American listeners, because I've a notepad here that I had for the rugby game, "Hola, bienvenidos unosos telespectadores de Sudamericanos." That means welcome or to all our listeners and viewers in South America. 
And I know that they appreciated it. We uh, had a massive bounce effect on our Instagram and uh, Facebook. <laughs> we got a couple of hundred new South American followers. Who the lads are, are international rugby players. Yeah. Like. No, they, they, the caps. The caps. They came from a full professional environment over to here. Um, what are they? Brazilian, are they? Uh, well, they play for the Brazilian national team. But one of them, they're Portuguese and Italian um, passports. So that, that, that's why they are eligible for... Um, they, it's like Tony Cascarino playing for the rugby club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the boys there, like they're nationals, um, but they're able to play for us now with the AIL and with, with the rugby over here. We're only allowed to have one overseas player. But um, thankfully, the boys have the, the passports so that they're, they're European players so that you know, they, they don't take up that non-overseas squad on, on the roster. And then uh, another player we have over as well is uh, Franco De Meglio. Uh, he's over uh, doing studying in the, in the IT. So um, we were fortunate to get him and he's come on board now. He's just had a, a few niggles with injuries. So looking to see him in the, in the new year. He's a Argentinian national, not international, but he's from Buenos Aires. Uh, he's a 10. Looks, 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 looks pretty silky. So looking forward to seeing him a bit more in the I've new year. seen him down in Connemara. I'd say they got some hop going down there that day in Clifton. <laughs> That was an interesting debut. He hadn't played any rugby yet. I think. About like, six I think months. that's ro- roaring enough. Without like these boys in South America, what what am I saying? Thought of oh, they couldn't believe it when they seen it. Yeah, and like imagine this: if these boys are just coming from the absolute scorching heat, playing in these crispy yeah. pitches, silky football. There was a man there. He definitely had Keris Pink's growing from his ears. <laughs> I'm convinced. So the boys, I had to see them after the game. <laughs> To go from the, to go from Buenos Aires to, to Connemara and not even be able to have a shower after the match. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been on the phone afterwards. The pitch was unreal, actually. Yeah, the pitch was. It was like fucking Wembley. But there are, you there, want to see the surface, Martin? There are passionate, there are passionate bunch there. Yeah, the supporters. Yeah, there was a buck there, and I had to call up with the All Blacks too. Yeah, yeah. And it was like something from. He's like Father Ted, like the I shot Jr. fella waiting, you know, on the fucking on the on the block wall or the, but uh, on the, t- t- the stone wall. But any time they moved down the pitch, he moved with them on the sideline, like, yeah. rare now. They were a rare bunch, but uh, a tough place to go to Connemara now on a, on a, on a wet Sunday. And you so lost, it was, uh, yeah. It was interesting for, for the boys. <laughs> and then just a couple of other players coming in. Um, Hubert Calvary's come in from, from underage. He's, yeah, he's a, electric now, fair He so. is electric, you know, one-on-one. You're in trouble, you know. He's um, got a bit of versati- versatility for a backs as well. And it's the kid, he just never has a rugby ball out of his hand. He just wants to learn. So he's so enthusiastic. He's... Um, if it hadn't been for COVID, he would have been in the Connacht Sub-Academy this year. Okay. Um, and then last year, Adrian Cummins has come in as well. So he's he's come in after a, a bit of an absentee from the from the 15 aside game. And he's um, he's really picked up where he left in Summer Hill those years ago. And he's, he's been flying for us. Yeah. Um, so as it stands, I'd say the Connacht, that energy series could be scrapped, will it? No. So just... Uh, like if, if you're going to start AL and No, January. so just from this, no, nothing's confirmed yet. We're waiting for more uh, guidance from the IRFU, but just speaking with the competition um, moderator there in Connacht there two days ago, and his gut feeling was that the... So you wear a sash around him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell from the phone call now, to be honest, but it, sound, it sounded like he did, yeah. He's tie in a pair of boxer shorts. <laughs> the moderator. <laughs> Like a wrestler. Every, uh, just, Go just, ahead. I'll allow it. What's, what's the judge have? What's that called? His hammer. The gravel. The, the, the gravel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who makes decisions. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. Well, hey. No, no. Sorry, is that the moderator? <laughs> now his, his gut feeling was that they're going to finish out this community series. Um, which would be good news for us. Hopefully, you know, we had a good bit of form in that. But they, they said there's no point in starting AIL in January. And if they, if they stop that in a couple of months' time as well. So they may as well finish this competition, see where we're at, and then either start something. But my personally, my gut feeling is that we'll finish out this community series. And, and then they'll, and, pull, and a and they, they'll pull a halt in it. Um, 
So look, it's just, it's, we have been kept going. We separated and we have a couple of leaders in the team who've been looking after groups of, you know, about eight fellas. We've been setting challenges. We've been doing Zoom, Zoom quizzes. Um, so it's, it's, but it's going to be tough to keep people motivated for two months. Um, so we just have to, we're probably going to take a little bit of a break now for a few weeks and then start a pre-season again in December and, and, and build back again for, for the start of January. Yeah. You'd be allowed to train, Ross, would you? No, we're not allowed to train at the moment. Um, for some reason, the junior, junior underage rugby is allowed to train. I've seen the lights on when it's come here yeah, tonight, so, actually. So yeah. Underage are training up, up, up until under 18s, but uh, from 18s upwards, we're not allowed to train. So. Oh, actually, let me see. Yeah, because Strand Celtic underage are yeah. all training. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, kids can, the kids can train, all right, I think. I suppose if they're going to school, it's Children are now. the future. <laughs> <laughs> kids are great. They're I great. tell you, after hearing Ross's uh, stories there, I might have to take an all-expenses-paid trip to Buenos Aires myself next year. <laughs> uh, maybe unearth a few gems for Cartron. It could be... Jesus, yeah. We could set up something there, couldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Could Hold on, your man. Uh, we might get your man, Guy. He was... Uh, I think he had trials. He was a goalkeeper, semi-professionally now. So I think he, p- he played quite a bit of football himself. So we'll, send him we'll, we'll send him your way now. His father actually was in... Um, <laughs> this is he was not true. A, he, he, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. His father was an extra in Escape to Victory with Pele and the Nazis. <laughs> And John Moore. That's that's tr- look at the credits. Uh, that's true. Is it? Okay. I'll, I'll okay. <laughs> it's for you to find out. So you always yeah. watch us get to victory. Um, last but the Robbie Ross. I think it's a good thing that um, that the AL is not going ahead because I've an, I've an issue with you're going to play one round, right? Yeah. Of your division two B. No, no promotion. And no promotion. That's that. Yeah. What, comp- what competition is that like? Um, I don't. Now that might be over competitive stuff for me, but yeah. But what's the point of it? It was, it was look. It was a tough one, you know. There's, there's a lot of teams that would have been ourselves included that really felt that we would have been in in, in with promotion last year. Yeah, definitely. We would have fancied ourselves in the playoffs last year. We were coming into good form. Um, that's our target. It still is our target. I suppose to go as high as we can with this group of players. Um, and so it's disappointing that we can't, you know, compete to get into that uh, Division Two A. Um, but look, it's unprecedented times. It was it was never going to be a league that satisfied everyone this year, whatever they came up with. So. We'll just get this community series with, and we'll just we'll see what come what happens. But you know, we're, we're just whatever's on the on on the pitch. You know, whatever's there, we want to we want to we want to play. We want to perform. We want to win. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and you know, I think there should be some reward at the end of it if you do win on top of like so. Like if we, if we disappoint, if it was the year that you won nine or nine, yeah. I think the big issue was they had to they were put in the spot. They had to put something together really quickly. A competition, uh, and I just don't think they could get buy in from everybody. Uh, you know the teams that yeah, were looking. Yeah, no, I understand that as well. Yeah. It's not you can't please everyone. Uh, Roscoe, thank you. We're going to hear a lot you. more from you over the well, tonight as well, but <laughs> <over the most, laughs> um, that's Ross at Rugby. Uh, we're back with a bit of Gia. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Chance here for Jesse Sloan. Can he score? Yes! Slam goal! Okay, welcome back. We're going to switch GA here for the next few minutes. Um, of course, the Sligo COVID cases broke this morning. Uh, Sligo due to play Galway in the Conseil final this this Sunday. Um, not good, lads. Um, I think we talked about it. We touched on it earlier in the show. So there, I don't think there's any point in previewing the game because if there will be a game at all. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't think, with all due respect to the current Sligo footballers, there's probably not going to be a whole pile to preview anyway. It's, you know, like... We have to be realistic here. We're the, we're well, probably, I'd always be optimistic. I, that's, that might sound ridiculous. And I was always optimistic. I always got into games back. I remember going to McHale Park in 1994. I think he went to McHale Park in 1994. No hope. But he always had a bit of hope. I watched Leitrim on Sunday against me. Oh, went four points up. Are you angling for a call-up here, are you? Are you angling for a call-up here, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> hey, water hope. boy! <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, there's going to be a gale force. Like I, well, first of all, I don't think it's going to go ahead. No. Because I, don't, I can't see how it will. But any, actually, that brings me to another point. Um, not elitism, but John Horn, the president, was on Radio 1 this morning. No, it was yesterday morning, because listen to him. He said, uh, oh, there'll be no postponements up until the all sign final stage. So that's protecting, like, only the elite at the all sign final stage. And now, I understand you can't be postponing everything. So what is the scenario at the moment? Is it, if it's called it's, off it's, the it's, draw? It's, it's, no, it's, no, God, no. It's uh, it Galway's good. game, I presume, because okay, they, right. they're, they're, they're more healthy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually think, well, like, just take up that point there, I think... That if this had been Dublin or Kerry, not a chance, not a chance, not no. a hope, no. And um, you know it is, it, it, it is as you say, it's elitism. Even you could probably go as far as go with me. Oh, I don't think they'll. And I have a conspiracy theory here as well. I think Dublin in a hotel, and why I think is Barry Brogan kind of half mentioned how all things from hotel, and that was all brushed off, blah 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 blah. But then um, they played Galway in Salt Hill two weeks in the league, and then I seen the Monday that uh, Brian Fenton put a video for one merchant playing a piano. This grand piano. Suspect. And it was good. Like, oh, he's very good on piano. Like, lovely fingers. Lovely, lovely, I'll have lovely a, form. Piano oh, God, no. His piano skills were br- brilliant. <laughs> but where were they in their Dublin gear playing that piano? It's definitely a hotel. So I'm saying they're holed up. They're, they're in a bubble. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to curse. There. They're in a, them bloody dubs. <laughs> so and so's. No, that's conspiracy theory. Actually, brings you on to another rant for a second. It's the tinfoil the, the coronavirus Facebook page. Now, it's like self-flagellation. I kind of go on the odd time just to fuck, just to start. No, and you were doing so <laughs> just, good. Just <laughs> good. Two curses a minute. I go on the odd time just to annoy myself nearly. It's like, do you ever see the Da Vinci Code where you, you know the albino monk who kind of whips himself? Yeah. And yeah, that type of thing. It's that thing for me because it went on today. A it's guilty like, pleasure almost. Like it's... Almost. 
I must say, when I signed up for a sports podcast, I did not expect to hear about the albino monk from the cheat code. Look, he said it's the image is lasting with me now. It was a lasso of some sort. He, <laughs> no, well, it's, it's a leather kind of belt with, with yeah. He had a good technique. He could do it on him. Yeah, and he, 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 he kind of this wire thing around his, nope. down his thigh as well. But anyways, that's not the point. But that's, yeah, self-flagellation. And it's like maybe this like coronavirus page. You go in for a bit of pleasure, pain type thing because such a shower. And today... Some randomer had up the Sligo, Sligo, the, the breaking news, Sligo, GA, coronavirus, and what they all came out for, no, oh, what, well, what do you expect in all this, and look at them there, they're, they're not elite, they're this, they're, actually, that's not the point, not the light, but some of the comments absolutely pissed me off. Anyways, I just needed, I needed a rant at that, that page on Facebook, because it just spreads fear and stuff. And it's nothing to do with GA really, but they really annoyed me with the <laughs> comments on the GA team. As if the, the ten lads or the seven lads went out and uh, were licking each other's faces to get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, look, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, there's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's probably something that you just have to. This is some GA review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just something without using a buzzword of 2020. You probably just have to cocoon yourself from it, you know. Yeah. I'll probably go back in a few days when I have my whip uh, back. <laughs> when you're ready. But um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But look, uh, if it does happen... If it does, I think we got to... Re- well, I reckon seven, there's, there's supposedly seven starters nearly that yeah. are out. I, I, as I, I think I said it earlier, but I think it'd be unfair if you're going to send in a team of young lads down there if it's seven or eight starters out. I think it'd be very unfair to send yeah. maybe a team of... Your, it, it's a young team anyway. They'll be under pressure. Yeah, it's an originally young team. You yeah. know, you might be looking at... 13, 14. And I know minutes. people were giving out that it was a young team, there's no excuse. I think it is a bit of an excuse. And that might sound look like making excuses, but they are a very young team. And they, 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 that, if they sit there for five years, something will happen. Like I the, the Carlo game I was most pissed off with because that game was won. And they scored two fifteen. If you score two fifteen, you shouldn't lose again. They were five points up. But that that comes to experience. I think there's no experience the last few minutes that game. Yep. Settle down. I and would just say at the minute though, we're probably ranked of the 30, thir- 30, 29. 29, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. and that's well, league, league positions don't lie, probably in a way. I know, but if you beat Carlo, which I think we should have, the Limerick is completely different, yeah, yeah. No, you go, you go into a different league, yeah. you're, you're promoted, and suddenly things are different. And seven players are gone this week, still, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> looking yeah, at, but I take it, you know, yourself, I have a couple of. Couple of things I probably want to get off my chest over the coming weeks about the GA and Sligo, but um, yeah, they'll come. Yeah, they'll come. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably just leave it for the minute. No, yeah. Well, today, well, today was I, supposed to be announced. Two two coil springs here in front of you, ready to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, today, no, well, today was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a bit of a preview of yeah. the game on Saturday, but we're not going to because I don't see the point. Because if it goes ahead, I don't know. There's going to be a wind in Salt Hill, anyways. So yeah, there, there'll be a big wind. No matter what, there could, uh, be, yeah. could be a good first half, could be a good second half. We don't know. Um, we're upset. Well, if if, if it does go ahead. I would, We're going for Galway. I would suggest to the captain of Sligo to play with the win in the first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 10-1 um, Sligo to be leading at halftime, so. Right. Play lock, with the win. That could be your lock of the week, yeah. Um, the Hurlers. Now, they're in Christie Ring action. Did you put Derry as a last week or two weeks ago? But there was a COVID case. Two weeks ago, sorry. The COVID case there. Cancel that. I can't make head or tail and people give out about the the lower rungs of Hurling not getting... Grace, uh, yeah. Grace, whatever, yeah. And I can understand it when I tried to trying to find out what the format was for Christy Ring this year. Because the GA website, Jesus Christ, was brutal. It was like it's like going on Pornhub in the early two thousands. <laughs> it was pixelated and early. <laughs> My cut up it really. <laughs> 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 I know, I'm joking. 
We didn't have internet back then. We, uh, <laughs> we might lose our sponsors that we don't have already. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, but so Sligo did play Derry. So I think Derry got the game, got the game because of the COVID. But Roscommon played Wicklow in the first. Sligo heard us play Roscommon this Sunday in at league at 12 o'clock. So it's less than 24 hours after the footballers play. So there should be three, well, there could be three lads playing the football and the hurling. But also they could be the three lads who are positive. So we don't know. And also good health to the lads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so as Common played Wicklow earlier and lost to them by three fourteen to two nineteen by two points. So Wicklow's reward for that was to play Kildare, who beat Wicklow, and were in a quarter final type thing. So as Common's reward for losing was to play Sligo in round two B. It's called now, which is now a quarter final really because the winners go through to play down or Kildare in the semis. So it's a quarter final effectively with the Christie Ring for Sligo straight knockout. Um, I don't know how they're shaped up after the old COVID case, but things have been on an upward trajectory the last two years. So, yeah, I suppose give it a lash. The last couple of years, the hurlers have been a bit of a saving grace. So I would suggest for uh, for the GA and Sligo. Um, obviously, hurling hurling's a bit of a funny one. I mean, this seems like a huge step up for them. Um, well, Offaly are in the same division. Yeah, and well, Derry are. Yeah, so we're young enough to strong. remember Offaly winning, or probably old enough to remember Offaly winning all Ireland. Yeah. Um, but not fair play to them. I mean, they got well, out of the league 3B, which I think would have been their main objective for the year, I would have thought. Would you remember this from Offaly? When the ball's in the sky in Crow Park in July, that's Joe Dooley. <laughs> An old Joe, cracker. Joe Dooley song, yeah. <laughs> An old cracker on the terraces. <laughs> it was sang and tossed a few nights with Brian Hines. <laughs> um, but yeah, look. Best of luck to them. Yeah, I'm not too sure how we're, how we're as common or shift up. I know they have been divisions ahead over the last while, but Sligo were on the up clearly and... If they win that one in the semi-final, and who knows what from there, especially this year, it's the one. It's the, if they did win the Christie Rain Cup, is that it then? Is that you're in Liam McCarthy? No, Joe McDonough. Ah, uh, Joe McDonough. Jim McD. Um, luck. That's looking ahead. We'll see. Goes the ladies uh, started their championship, their intermediate championship last week. They, they were beaten by Leash five eight one four. Uh, not a great result. They played Kildare this weekend, so that is a must win in Group Four off the intermediate. Um, I think that's on Saturday, is it? Um, Saturday, believe. Yeah. Um, should notice my notes went astray uh, at one stage. Yeah, uh, they're playing them in Kindergarten next Sunday at one. She's Kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> another no, we another spot. <laughs> another spot that was stopped in a few days, but look, um, Saturday at one. So Sunday at one. Sunday, Sunday at one. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, some, actually. Yeah, Claire beck Claire last week by a couple of points, I think. Something so. controversial. I thought last Saturday at Brenda Stewie there was too much sport on. I was worn out by Sunday night. I was, no, Saturday at three o'clock, because I was changing channels. I didn't like it. Because hmm. I woke up and watched the Australia-New Zealand rugby game. And then there was something on. And then who played the 12 o'clock premiership? Was it City and City, City Sheffield United? United yeah. And then Monaghan Cavan started a Corpus one on a different channel. And then I was just all out of kilter. And I was, I, was, I was changing channel for about, fuck, sorry, for about six, seven hours. Yeah, I have an awful language. Um, a language barrier. Sacre bleu. Uh, for about six, six, seven hours. By the time the Ireland game was over, I kind of hoped it lost. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted no more joy in my life. Very fatigued, very sports fatigued after yeah, that. Boy. Sunday I was, evening, I was gone. And actually, if you're a horse racing fan, there was grade one action in, in Down Royal as well, which caused me an awful lot of problems. Right. <laughs> Both by losing money and having to flip the channel over when it was that. Yeah, we're going to go. We need, need three or four screens, you do. Anyways, we'll try and get a few screens in here if we can. Uh, our sponsors, uh, two, two, two Kings Bar Hire actually are supposed to be sponsoring a segment, but we've got a jingle done up during the week. Uh, Roscoe, we'll get you in the, in the studio boot. Um, that's G.A., a bit of a random <laughs> wrap-up on G.A. We'll talk to Nine Murphy um, with a preview of the weekend's football all around the country later on. We'll be back with 
uh, our new segment, but now everything's new because our first episode, <laughs> um, Dancer of the Week. So it is a performance of the week type thing. Um, person, team, society, moment. So back with the Sligo Dancer of the Week. Oh, the Sligo, Sligo Dancer. There's a Kaylee in the tavern, come on in. When you drive the ball down the field, what are you doing? Okay, welcome to the Sligo Dancer of the Week. Um, Party 18, I think it is, of our podcast tonight, but our first Sligo Dancer of the Week. So this is a segment where it's your moment of the week. Your Sligo moment of the week can be a person, a team performance, a tweet, something you see around the town. I don't care what it is. Um, what's stuff you this week on Sligo? We're going to put it to you publicly uh, for a Twitter poll during the week. Um, who next to that? So Ross, Ross, who is your Sligo Dancer of the Week? Or what is your Sligo Dancer of the Week? Surprisingly, I'm going to go for rugby and uh, performance from an individual this week. Not so much from the, the performance from the individual, although he did play very well, but it's uh, for Conan O'Donnell playing for County's Manicou over in the Mitre 10 Cup. They had a fantastic 31-27 win against Taranaki, so uh, well done to Conan for that. But the getting along to play alongside a World Cup winner in Kieran Reid, that's, uh, that's nice to have that in the CV. So, Roscoe, you're for Conan O'Donnell playing the Mitre Cup in New Zealand. Ronan? Uh, I've taken a slightly different approach, Adrian. Right. Uh, I've gone with a Twitter account. Uh, okay. A famous, actually, Sligo Twitter account, Sligo Stats. Uh, yes. I felt they were back to their best this week, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, there was some great... Was there a lull for a while, was over, it? Over the last... Well, I wouldn't say a lull, but, you know, um, I don't know the guy personally or anything, but, like, you know, so <laughs> the stuff that he puts out there is amazing. But uh, just give you a couple of flavours. Uh, five days ago, I should keep that to myself. No Sligo person on Twitter ever said. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, and then, just on the sports note, uh, I liked this tweet this morning uh, regarding the Sligo Gaelic team. Despite low expectations, there's a lot of positivity in the Sligo camp this week ahead of the Galway game. So, my dance of the week <laughs> nomination goes to at Sligo Stats. Actually, we, Sligo Stats, when we were on them, I actually used them in our Zoom table quiz last week. Uh, I, the, it was a tweet put out there by the Sligo Stats. Uh, what year was uh, Ballon de Caro in level five lockdown since? <laughs> we, 1972 we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know Aaron that wasn't a cut at you you're looking at me but is, just, there a pub on, is that pub on Ballon de Caro that might get me my moment of the week Anna, <laughs> um, mine is I don't know what I'm going for because Ross Rashi robbed mine Anna, I'm joking <laughs> um, I'm going for Marty Morrissey but now we're two hours ago stand out in the rain and say Fiddler who's the, the pissing rain <laughs> reporting the COVID all reporters come to Sligo stand down uh, down Rockwood Parade I like um, how Marty actually had to come to Sligo. Sligo to report it, yeah. Like that man's from Clare. He travelled to six, travelled to a different province. <laughs> they come, and maybe I'm sure he was come up to all there on Sunday. He was the pole pup. Um, so I'll go with Marty and his lovely, lovely face reporting outside, outside the, the back, the, the front of Fiddler. Sorry. Um, so we'll put it to the Twitter poll during the week. So Roscoe's going for Conan O'Donnell for dance of the week. Marty's going for Sligo stats with a triumph of return. I'm going for Marty Morrissey in the piss and rain outside Fiddlers. Uh, that's the Sligo Dancer this week. Get your votes in. Uh, we'll have a new new winner because it's the first ever winner. So we'll be a new winner. The inaugural winner is what I'm trying to say. We, we might get something together and try and send this to yeah. the winner. Yeah. We, well, yeah. Imagine oh. sending Marty Morrissey <laughs> a pair of life fronts or something. Vote <laughs> <laughs> Marty so we can send him some life fronts. Right, that's the Sligo Dancer. Back with our Lock of the Week podcast for this week. It's Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Week. It'll be Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Week. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. 
Right, okay. Three of us are going to pick, I was going to say a special subject. Is there any special subject? A tip uh, for this week and an old treble and we'll see Ronan over to you. Yeah, well, the three of us put our heads together just for um, a bit of a bet for the weekend. Um, it's Tuesday, so it is a bit early in the week. Uh, Adrian's selection is Ross Gorman at 15 to 8 to beat Mayo. Yeah, uh, it's in the hide. It's in the hide, yeah. I know you fancied him for Connacht. I fancied him for Connacht. Yeah, I've been very impressed in the two league games and they're a serious squad. So, 15 days to beat me all this weekend, that's that's my one. Uh, then moving on to Ross. Ross picked uh, Southland uh, plus 10 points on the handicap uh, against Otago. Uh, you going to explain that one for our, our <laughs> listenership, Ross? Well, I was an obscure, the spot, obscure, obscure, obscure bet. Uh, sticking on the, the Mitre 10 Cup. Uh, actually, we might get Conan, Rugby, by the way. Rugby, yeah. We might get Conan to do some correspondence on that, actually. But uh, uh, Tago versus Southland, it's a, it's a southern derby in, in New Zealand. Um I was I was asked to get my lock of the week and it was it was jumping out at me. It's a derby match. Otago were playing pretty good at the moment, but um, you know the fact that it's a derby, Southland should should keep it tight. So that's 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 my lock of the week. And yeah, there was no League of Ireland prices available. I probably would have had a bet in the League of Ireland if it was down to it. But um, I've gone for Brentford on Saturday at home to Middlesbrough. Um, so them three selections uh, will give you eight and a half to one, and that is. What are we calling it? Smooth Jimmy's Smooth Lock of the Jimmy's Week. Smooth Jimmy's Lock of the Week. <laughs> and just as a bit of a waiver, um, when you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. Sex Panther. <laughs> okay, lads, that's the Lock of the Week. And that's us, I think, for the first week. Um, are we four hours here now? No, three. Yeah. Uh, seven to ten o'clock is three, sorry. Um, back to my, my busy at maths out of my abacus. So the only way is up, they say. The only way is up. Um, thanks for listening in. Um, we're here. We'll be here next week. Uh, big thanks to Aaron Tansy. On our sound production and the lads, Ross, myself, Ronan. Um, any tweets, correspondence, DMs, get them in the Twitter web, uh, at on Twitter, sorry, the Twitter web, the Sligo Web Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and with the email address. Uh, lads, thank you. Thanks, Edo. Thanks, Edo. Going back to where the beach is near, the beer is dear, the plenty of women out the crowd. Walking around by the river side, well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Gary Gray and Gary Gray is clearing out over the fence. Oh, he's there. He's the Cardinal. In the bookie shop, I don't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.